We're here to bless the Lord this morning. We're here to bless His name. Good to see you. Good to see you. And whether you know it or not, you've got victory. Amen. You got it. And we're here to worship Him. We're here to praise His name. Good to see everybody gathered here. Glad you made the decision this morning to come to church and be around your fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. Y'all are all going through like situations and like things. Amen? Amen. Amen. All going through different things, but we all serve the same God. Same God that's got the power to, to get you through. The same power Amen. to deliver you. Amen. And to encourage you and to help you. So this morning we're going to go to the only one that can help us. Amen. It's Him. Amen. We're going to Him in prayer this morning. We're going uh, to Him in worship. Remember who you're talking to this morning. Amen. Remember. Father, we love you. Thank you, Father God. We worship you this morning. Thank you for letting us gather here, Father God. Thank you for your word that's about to come forth, Father God. It's holy, Father God. Let us treat it as holy. Father, we pray, Father God, this morning, Lord God, that you touch our pastor. Lord God, touch this word as it comes forth, Lord God. Penetrate our hearts, Lord God. We give you permission to move this morning. We give you permission to touch this morning. Father God, we give you permission to convict this morning. And Father, we are so thankful, Lord God, and so Father God, uh, excited and glad, Father God, to be in your house. Father God, teach us, speak to us this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you this morning. Amen. Praise the Lord. Good to be in God's house this morning. You're welcome in the presence of the Holy Spirit. So just bail right in and let's have a good time this morning. Celebrate Jesus and lift him up. God bless you. Let's worship the Lord. Are you, Lord? Have you found out? Are you finding out how great God is? Amen. If you're not, you can. You can begin that today. As you're being seated, please consider if you don't know Jesus this morning, you can have Him as your Savior and your Lord before you walk out the door. Yes, hallelujah. Praise God. It's a good day when you come into the house of God. Always a good day. And certainly. We know there's needs amongst our church family today, so it's probably already been you know, prayed for at least once. Keep praying for these folks. They'd rather be here than where they're at. The old calamity of sickness and pain and sudden physical attack continues amongst us. So pray for our entire uh, church. And I'm going to say the church general. Church is under attack. Many, many ways. Amen. We need to be praying for the church in general. The blood bought, Christ redeemed, Bible believing, church of the living God. Amen. Amen. Let's pray Amen. Amen. Father, we come to you on behalf of the church today, the general church, the big church, your church. Father God, we know we're under attack from all angles. And Lord God, I know who's going to win in the end. Yes. God, that we got to go through, we got to endure, we got to persevere. Lord, we've got to come against and stand against the things, God, that would like to do nothing more than crush the church. But God, Father, we know that all hell itself cannot come against the church. The church will stand against it all. But we pray regardless, and we ask you to touch pastors and evangelists, missionaries, teachers, congregations, members, everywhere. We ask you, God, Father, for the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit, Lord, as a shield. God, your word is a truth, God. Lord God, that will stand against, Lord, that will overcome. Lord, thanking you for the blood of Jesus, the work of the cross, the power of the Holy Spirit. Lord, we will continue 
we will continue, Lord. We will go forth. We will remain steadfast. Thank you, God, for your strength and power in Jesus' name. Amen. And praise the Lord. Glory to God. Come on, brothers. You ever ask yourself a question, have I praised enough? Can I quit now? Can't need to be asking, what can we do to praise you more? Amen. How much higher can I lift my hands? How much louder can I proclaim you? What can I do, Lord, to glorify you in a greater way? Brothers, take it away. Go get the offering. God bless you as you give in the name of Jesus. Come right here. Here's one way. Hail to the king. One more time. Hail to the king. Glory, glory. Yes. Heavenly Father, we thank you right now, God, for your blessings, for your mercy and grace, Lord. And Lord, we just ask you to bless in this offering today, Lord. Bless those that can give, Lord. Bless those that can't give. Lord, that you'll just, Lord, make a way. Lord, and bless them, Lord, dear God. And Lord, we ask you, Lord, dear God, to bless each one that's here. Lord, lift up, Lord, dear God, and touch today, Lord. We ask you to meet every need, Lord, spiritual, physical, financial, God, in Jesus' name, Lord, we pray. Amen. Amen. You got problems this morning? You got issues this morning? Amen. Turn this loose on them. Amen. Turn the blood of Jesus loose on them. Turn the work of the cross loose on them. Turn the Holy Spirit loose on your problems and your issues this morning. He will bless in great and mighty ways more than you could ever imagine. Let's rise this morning. Get a hold of your word. Proclaim with me today one more time. In the house of God, we're situated. We're going to lift up his name, lift up his word. Here we go. This is the word of God. This is the word of God. I will walk in it. I will walk in it. I'll abide by it. I'll abide by it. I'll adhere to it. I'll adhere to it. And I'll stand upon it. I'll stand upon it. For it is my strength. For it is my strength. It is my power. It is my power. And it is my what you're holding in your hand this morning? Amen. Not just a book. Amen. Not just leather bound or some artificial covering. Pages of paper with some black or red or whatever color print you might have this morning. What you're holding is an instrument of power. Amen. But it's only an instrument of power when it's wielded. Amen. It can't lay on your coffee table somewhere or stuffed in a bookcase somewhere or in a closet and be effective. If it's going to be effective in your life, you've got to wield it. Wield it. You know the scripture. It's not the 
thrust of the sermon this morning, but it directly lays a great foundation. Fourth chapter of Hebrews, verse number 12 says, For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts of the intents of the heart. Amen. Amen. You believe the word's true? Yes. You believe the word's real? Yes. You believe the scripture that I just shared with you? And if you turn there with me, you just read, do you believe that scripture's true? Amen. And what are you doing with it? Come on. What are you doing with it? Well, I read it. Amen. What are you doing with it? I meditate on it. What are you doing with it? The Word of God is something that's to be done with. Mm-hmm. It's not just some kind of a token from a time long ago that's got some history in it. And that it's not just an account of history. However, it does go back thousands and thousands of years. The Word of God is still as powerful as the day it was recorded and written. Let me remind you today, it's only powerful in the lives of the believers that wield it and administer it in their lives. Come on, man. Amen. What are we going to preach on this morning? Turn to the book of Acts. Right after the Gospel of John. Very first page of the book. What's your title say? What's it say? That's real quiet. Everybody together. What's the title of the book say? Acts of the Apostles. What is an act? What's an action? Amen. A book of those in action is what Acts is. It records multiple, multiple, multiple accounts of people under the ordination of God, under the power of the Holy Spirit. How many of you know the book of Acts declares the arrival of the Holy Spirit on planet Earth? We know about the 120 gathered in the upper room. What happened to them? We've been over and over and over this. Pentecostal church, this is the basis. The Holy Spirit came down. What happened to those that were gathered in the upper room? They were endued with power because the Holy Spirit fell on them and endued them with power, right? What happened after that? They got active, didn't they? They didn't say, oh, look what we got now. Let's sit down and rest. They did everything but that. When they were endued with power of the Holy Spirit, when they had a, a, a long season of prayer that brought the power of the Holy Spirit unto them. By the way, folks, that is an action prayer. Operating in the Holy Spirit and gifts of the Spirit is an action. The things that, again, are recorded multiple times over and over and over again. Now, we had the Gospels before Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. The canon of the Scriptures... All about Jesus, right? His birth, preceding his birth, 
the things that Jesus did while he was here, those that followed him being trained, did Jesus not train the disciples? Was that not a great part of his his journey here on earth, training and leading and, and encouraging those that walked with him and, and lived among him? Was that not his, his main emphasis was to train them and prepare them for what was coming after he left? And he told them, I'm going to send you another comforter after I go. I'm going to pray the Father. I'm going to send you another comforter, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Truth. Not to just say, oh boy, the church got something else to sit on. Twiddly dee, twiddly dum. All I'm going to do is sit on my thumbs. Does that do any good? No. We got a raging hell out here that's launched attack after attack against the church of the living God. It's time for people to be in action. Amen. Not talking about, not just sitting idle, but to rise up and do something against these, the enemy of everybody's souls. The one that tries to stand in the path of to salvation and deliverance and healing, I'm talking the enemy, I'm talking the one who's always attacking and accusing the word of God, the Holy Spirit are our instruments in warfare hmm. the book of Acts what did they do? well we know they suffered persecution if you read the word we know that they were heckled because they were Christians. We know that they were inflicted with pain and injury, don't we? How do we know that? Because the Word of God tells us, right? Amen. You, you answered earlier, you said believe the Word of God's true. You believe what Hebrews 4.12 says. You, you declare, yes, I know I do. I believe that. The Word of God is all-powerful. Had it not been, had they not been blessed with the accompanying power and presence of the Holy Spirit, they would have not been able to do what they did. But they did what they did because they had something called fortitude. They had something called ability. None of them that you read about really were real well trained in anything other than an occupational trade. Some of them were fishermen, some of them were this and that. But you see, when God gets a hold of your life and you let God get a hold of your life, something's supposed to happen. Amen. This dormant thing is supposed to get kicked into action and your body's supposed to start getting generated and start making some movement spiritually, okay? The book of Acts, I find it very interesting. Amen. Hallelujah. Book of Actions. What are you doing with it? What are you doing with the Word? Well, Brother John, all I know how to do is read it. Read what it says and then go do it. Amen. Take it to heart. Put it into action. Get to do in you in, in, in process more than it is today. Tomorrow more than it was yesterday. The, the energy that we can receive, oh, by the way, I haven't given you a scripture reference yet because there isn't one. The book of Acts is what we're preaching on this morning, the entire book. Let me tell you, the Word of God in the King James Version contains over 783,000 words. The New Testament, over 184,000. 
the book of Acts over 24,000 words. Now you again just declared to me earlier that Hebrews 4.12 is totally true, right? Amen. So if the word of God is sharper than a two-edged sword and able to do the things that the writer of Hebrews declares, then every word contained in the word of God has the ability to do something, right? Amen. Even the ands and the these and the thous and the thuses and, and the ifs and the bees and all this, the little bit, there is power in every word between the front page and yes. the back page of the Amen. word of God. Amen. There it lies within our responsibility to go and to do something with what we have. What are you doing with it? Is there a limit? Is there a limit in your life as to what you can do with the Word of God? Is there a limit of what you can do under the auspice and the power and the anointing and the presence of the Holy Spirit? No, there isn't. There's not a limit. It's our own application. It's what we do with what we've got. It's that which God has supplied us with and provided us with this in His Spirit and the work of the cross and the blood of His Son, Jesus, and all that God will continue and bless us with from this day forth to empower us and make us effective witnesses, effective ministers and teachers and congregational members I want to say this what we do with God's word makes all the difference mm -hmm. have you made a difference yeah. have you took this word have you took the power of Jesus Christ have you took the effectiveness of the work of the cross of Calvary have you took the great gift of the Holy Spirit and applied it in your life and let it do anything If the church was working, I'm talking the church. If the church was working like the church is supposed to be working with what it's been given to work with, there'd be souls gushing through these doors to get saved in every door of every church around the world. The energy and the might and the potential that we have in the Word of God, charged with the Holy Spirit and His presence, we are instruments of power. Ooh. We're an extension of that sharp two-edged sword, okay? Amen. We're an extension of it. Have you been cutting lately? Come on. Have you been stabbing the devil like, come on, it's an, ex it's an excellent on, weapon to stab the devil with. Amen. What are you doing with it? What are you doing with it? Acts. Well, I put a dollar in the offering plate every week. Put yourself in the offering plate. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Not physically. Spiritually. Amen. Not our offering plate. The offering plate of God. Amen. Here I am, Lord. I may not know anything. I just got saved. I just come out of a life of... I'm new. I'm fresh. I just started my fresh start. Boy, you, you're the one God's looking for. Amen. If Come you're on. on fire and you're charged up with the Holy Spirit and you're thankful to God that He saved your soul, I'm telling you what, you are right for the using. Amen. Amen. Don't get all stagnant and dormant like a lot of folks do. Down through the years, it all becomes kind of, you know, nonchalant. He is what it is. 
God never, never, never told anybody to sit down and rest and quit. In the times we're living in right now, it's prima facie evidence we need to be kicking it hard. Amen. We need to be in action, doing what God has charged us to do. Share another scripture with you. There's a lot of them that are supported, but this message is just one. But I want to share some with you. Galatians chapter 6, beginning with verse 6. Galatians 6 6 says, Let him that is taught in the word communicate unto him that teacheth in all good things. Communicate. What does it take to communicate? What is communicate? We've got to converse, don't we? Do you know there is a spiritual communication that is supposed to exist among believers? <coughs> if we, those that are taught, communicate with the ones who teach, there is a converse, there is a spiritual connection. There, there is something working and taking place. That's what this is referring to. So the more conversation of the holy kind we can have, guess what the results are? Holy results. Yep. The more, the more spiritual conversation that we involve ourselves in with one another, the more energy, Holy Spirit energy charged we become and the more able and capable we are to do the God kind of things, again, that He's called us and purposed every one of us to do. I love the scripture. All things work for good. Together for good. To those who love the Lord and that are they called according to his purpose. You got purpose this morning? Amen. Amen. Somebody kind of looking at me like I don't know. Well, just say it with me. I've got purpose in God. God created me for a purpose. Amen. And my purpose is to act. Yes. Amen. Act. Amen. To do. To put myself in action. There is a world of opportunities. You may feel limited this morning. You may be in a situation where you're hurting and in pain today. You, you may be facing an issue. God can still use you. The greatest way to rise up out of your issues is to help somebody else. Amen. The greatest way that you can possibly ever overcome your pain is to pray for somebody else in pain. That's action. That's deeds. That's works. Amen. Amen. And those are very minimal. There are more things that we can act and, and do and be in action in the process of bringing into existence. Do you know that you can bring things into existence by working the Bible? Amen. 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 Working the Bible, working the Word. Speaking the Word into the situations. Amen. Trusting in the Word. Sharing, here's the communication. Sharing with somebody else what thus saith the Word of God. Yeah. Amen. yeah, I'm down and out, but let me be your support today. I'm reeking with pain, but let me be thinking of you because I'm going to tell you what, and I'm not lightening pain because I've seen a lot of it in the last year or so. More than I could ever explain to you. But when you let that take you over and consume your life and make you think that you don't have any ability whatsoever anymore, you have lost out. Rise up and say, I'm going to work for God regardless. Yeah, right. I'm going to be a walking book of Acts. Yeah. Hallelujah. Praise yeah. God. Come on. Yeah.
can make a difference in a lost soul. A lot of them out there. Yeah. A lot of people this morning woke up, found themselves in the gutter, or worse. bogged down in sin, wickedness, evil, captured in captivity. What are you doing with this? Are you a rescuer? I've heard some of the great ones of God's word referred to as heroes of faith. Be a hero of faith. Go save somebody. It's not just their life. Go save their soul. Yeah. Or at least Lee, you can't save their soul, but we know who can, don't we? Amen. But be an instrument in that. Mm -hmm. Amen. Put yourself to work. Put the word of God to work in your life greater to get to tomorrow, today, than it was yesterday. Amen. Well, I can't go anywhere. Pick up the phone. There you go. You all got one. I know you do because I done heard <laughs> some go off this morning. <laughs> I don't know how holy a conversation it was, but I heard it. Use what you got to work the word. Exert your energy. When you really begin to define the truth that is in this, and you begin to exercise it in your life more and more, the more charged you're going to become and the more joy you're going to have, and the more you're going to want to do, if you've read the book of Acts, if you've read the word of God, how easy was it to stop these people that were bound and determined to go forth for God regardless of what? You couldn't shut them down. They made fun of them in Antioch. Christians was not always a respectful term. In that day, it was a derogatory term. It was like cursing someone. They called them Christians first in Antioch, making fun of them, ridiculing them. But they kept going. They kept going. And if you read the Bible, you know there are, again, multiple, multiple accounts. No holding them back. Amen. Why? Because they were dedicated to the service of God. They were absolutely committed to working themselves <coughs> and allowing the energy of the Holy Spirit and the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ to come forth out of them, to emit from them, to influence all. Folks, there were thousands of people added to the church in the first little bit of his existence in the first beginning part of the book of Acts. How do you think that happened? Because they, they weren't acting, and I'm not referring to acting, not pretending. They were the real deal. Amen. They were acting the word of God. They were putting into action what God had afforded and provided them to put into action. And because they did, the results were enormous. Amen. The results can be enormous in your own That's life, right. by the way. Yeah. Don't ever limit yourself. God, what do you want me to do? I had somebody stop by the house yesterday. Is there anything I can do? I won't call any names. Got something I can do? I just got to do something. Well, I'm going to speak to that one today. You, you got the right idea. Just keep on going. Keep searching. Keep doing. Yeah. Put yourself into action. Hallelujah. Yeah. By the way, that blessed me. Amen. So you know. Back to Galatians. Read it again. Let him that is taught in the word communicate unto him that teacheth in all good things. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. 
For whatsoever a man soweth that shall he also reap. You sow nothing, you will reap nothing. You sow a little bit, you will reap a little bit. You sow a whole lot, you're going to reap a whole lot. What's, what's a sower and a reaper? If you're sowing, what are you doing? Working. You can't sow second idle. You can't even expect food at the end of the row if you didn't sow. Bible says, if a man don't work, neither do he eat. Applied spiritually. Believe you me. That is applied spiritually. If you want great spiritual blessings, then get out there and work yourself. Don't expect things to fall into your hands like this modern day generation does. God help. Pray for this generation. It's not owed everything. Work is a principle that was created by God. It was applied by God. It works well when we do it. That brings about systems to help those that can't and to do it justly and honestly. But we're not supposed to live off of a handout. We're supposed to be working. We're supposed to be supplying and providing for our families. We're supposed to be providing for our community. We're supposed to be an integral part of our church that's providing individually for our church members. Oh. It's called work. It's called performing deeds. But it requires action. Mm-hmm. Action. Continue reading. For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption, but he that soweth to the spirit shall of the spirit reap life everlasting. I told yes. you the reward's great. Who are you sowing to? Sowing to the flesh is sowing to yourself, friends. And we're living in a world of sowing to self. Forget everybody else. Nobody else counts but me. It's all about me and what I can get from somebody else without having to work for it. I've never seen the like of a day when somebody, as long as they get a paycheck, that's all they think's required them to show up and get it. Don't have to exert energy for it. I can tell you, because I've had the experience. You're talking about hard to find help in this day and time. And then the government comes along and says, that's all right. We'll take care of you. You don't have to work. I told you, there are good programs, and I'm not belittling those. They're great. But we're not supposed to cheat. Come uh, on. You know what cheating is? It's when lying and stealing got together and conceived. And cheating was born. And society is reeking with it. Church should not be. If you're not doing your part, you're cheating. If you're laying by letting somebody else do all the work and expecting others to do it, you're cheating, folks. And you're cheating big times. The Bible calls us, there's so many ways that we can work and be effective. And it's not like you've got to have a fortune to do it. Really, you don't have to have anything. What does it cost you to speak the good word of God to somebody? Amen. What does it cost you to witness to somebody? On the other hand, what if it does? 
Put your resources to work. Right. We're called to do that. Well, let somebody else do that. I need mine. What if everybody had that attitude? It's what we do with this. Verse 9, And let us not be weary in well-doing. For in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Let us not be weary in well-doing. What is well-doing? Doing for others. Doing good things for others. Helping others. Lifting up others. Encouraging others. Providing for others. As we have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all men, especially unto them who are of the household of faith. Amen. And that one's shrinking, by the way. Right. We're given the great wisdom and knowledge and hopingly spirit-shaking words of God so much of the time. God help us when we miss it. Especially of the household of faith. What is that? Instead of your own, your own. I've got mine to take care of. In for yourself. So many things we can do. So many things we miss. For a lot of reasons. Lazy. Incompassionate. Non-caring. Selfish. We reap what we sow. These in the book of Acts sowed well because we're reaping what they sowed. Still reaping of the Holy You still reaping of the Holy Spirit? Amen. He's here this morning. I assure you. Philippians. Got some rustling pages. I'm telling you, this word's full of what we're talking about this morning. It's full of Acts. Amen. Yeah. You ever think about the old Apostle Paul? He was a one active guy. They couldn't shut him down for nothing. Until they finally beheaded him. He said, that's all right too, because I'm still going to be active, because I'm going younger to be with the Lord. And refused to be, (laughs) man, refused to be denied. That great reward that he received when he arrived. Chapter 2, verse 1. If there be therefore any consolation in Christ, have you got that this morning? Are you encouraged in the Lord? Amen. Amen. Are you encouraged in something else? 
If you're encouraged by worldly means, I'm going to tell you, it's going to run out on you and it's going to leave you dilapidated and run. But when your comfort and your consolation in the Lord and your encouragement is in Him, but He don't stop there. Notice this. If there be therefore any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, where does comfort of love come from? We know it comes from God. Where else does it come from? Where, do, where does encouragement supposed to come from? Well, God will pour it out on you one of these days. We'll pray for you. I think there's a scripture related to that. We're going to talk about it here in a minute. We'll sure pray for you. we got the means right in front of us, but all we're going to do is pray. We're supposed to encourage and console one another. If Listen to this. If any fellowship of the Spirit... Well, I had to hang out on that one a while. If any fellowship, what is fellowship? Of the Spirit, he said. Mm-hmm. In this particular verse, and Paul's talking about, he's saying, if there's any, if there's any of these things, if there's any fellowship of the Spirit joining together in the unity and the presence and the atmosphere of the Holy Spirit, which requires what? Acts. Action. Doing. Being. Going. Giving and much more. If there's any of that, he said, if any bowels and mercies, there it is. You got mercy? Have you got your own kind of mercy or have you got the God kind of mercy? Mm. Is your bowels have the compassion of the God kind or some kind of self-determined compassion? Compassion goes a long ways. I've used it before many times. Never fails. A little compassion goes a long ways. Real mercy. Let me tell you, people can read you like a book. Don't think you're going to fool them. They can tell if you've got true compassion and true mercy or if you don't. Right. You may tell you how they tell. If you just talk about it or you act it. Mm-hmm. And there's people sitting in churches all over the place talking about it. Pumped up with their feathers on. Look at me. Fulfill ye my joy that you be like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord and one mind. Let nothing be done through strife or vain glory, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem other better than themselves. That's a hard one to swallow. Let each esteem others better than themselves. You esteem somebody else lately better than yourself. Check up. 
Good lesson. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. You concerned about others? You concerned about other situations? You concerned about other people's sickness and illness? You concerned about other people's families coming apart? Husbands and wives that are on the brink of separation, maybe you might possibly insert yourself and be the very instrument to prevent that by exercising and acting the Word of God right. and the love and compassion of Christ and the authority and power of God's Holy Word. I can really do that, Brother John. You can really do that. And I'm not talking meddling, I'm talking about spiritual wisdom and application of the Word of God into situations and, and a lot of times it's those things we, we don't we don't mess with that if somebody doesn't get involved I'm going to tell you disaster is what takes place so many acts that we can do that will make the difference in one life in a family in a community How about a nation right you know what they said about the Christians church when they early and they really got going and, and they were going I can't remember if it was one of the cities there and I don't want to be mistaken but if it was Philippi or Caesarea one, one of those they said hey there comes that bunch that's turning the world upside down praise God still turned upside down mm -hmm. are, we, are we turning the world upside down for God mm -hmm. the only way you can really do that it's with the application of this, the gospel of Jesus Christ, Amen. the power of the Holy Spirit, and by exercising and doing it. Turn to the book of James. We're going to close up here in just a minute. James was one of those that was all about doing. He wasn't one of those that was all about talking about doing. Matter of fact, he wrote about that. Chapter 2. Beginning with verse 14. I want you to listen closely. James 2.14 What does it profit, my brethren, though a man say he has faith and has not works? Can faith save him? Think about that. Mm. What kind of question is that? Right. I thought faith is what saved me. Uh, come on. No. Mm. What did you have to do before your faith was able to even begin to save you. What did you have to do? You had to commit an action, didn't you? You had to make a decision. And then from your decision, you had to receive Jesus, right? Have you done that? He goes on. If a brother or sister be naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you say unto them, Depart in peace. Here it is. That's what I was talking about. Right. Go. See you later. Have a good day. If that's what you say, be ye warmed and filled. And all the time you got groceries in the cabinet and a stove to cook with, and you got two good legs to deliver with, and this is all you can do, hope it works out well for you. Well, see if somebody else might take care of you. How about that? Hmm. 
Notwithstanding, you give them not those things which are needful to the body. What does it profit? What he says is what I'm reading right here. Verse 17, even so faith, if it hath not works, is dead, being alone. Its heart ain't beating anymore. Its signs of life are gone. It's what dead means. <laughs> Man, something's making me pause right here in the middle of this. Now I'm pausing. Sinking now. Receive and let it sink. Yes, a man may say, Thou hast faith, and I have works. <coughs> show me your faith without your works, and I will show you my faith by my works. Well, I believe, I do my part, I believe in the Lord. I go to church pretty faithfully. You believe that there's one God, you do well. The devils also believe and tremble. Yeah. And they're not going to help anybody with any kind of good. I promise you. Wilt thou know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead? I want you to kind of try to develop a frame of mind here with me of how applicable this is. How there are so many ways to take acts, good, godly, righteous, compassionate, merciful acts, and begin to disperse them. Begin in dispersing to touch lives to make a difference the book of Acts made a difference Amen. to the church because they took God at his word first of all Jesus said there's a promise I'm giving you going to send you a comforter they followed through and were obedient they went and prayed and they waited and guess what the Holy Spirit came and he fueled up the church with energy, with strength, with provision, with resources, with power, with might, with anointing, to go do ye. Come on. To be people of action. Amen. What are you doing with it? What are you doing with it? Would you stand? Luke 12, 48. Jesus speaking. And he's, he's speaking about stewardship. About, you know, one was given this amount, one was given a little more, one was 
and the master or the owner of what had been delivered shows up and he says okay I want to draw in the reapings or I want to draw in the product you've had time to do with and to act with what I had thus given you now I want I want you to show me what you've done couple done pretty well but one not so much because you know what he done he took what he'd been supplied with and he hid it and he sat on it and he did absolutely nothing with it and I believe probably hoping that that would be fine and alright when the master showed back up you know we can kind of get that attitude it'll be alright God will understand when he comes back oh he understands better than you ever thought anybody can understand but Jesus made this statement and actually this servant was rebuked and according to the parable that Jesus was delivering and fared not so very well in the end outcome but he said this he said to whom much is given much is required what have you been given a little bit a little pinch maybe a thimble full no what have you been given what have you been given huh? you've been given anything more valuable than this right here and him that hung on it and bled and died for you have you been, have you been Huh? What are you doing with it? To whom much has been given. Yes. Much. It don't say little, it says much. Now, I believe much has categories according to the ability of the person. Sure. Some less, some more. God doesn't weigh that out. Only if you're cheating. you can't do much God takes that you know the Bible says if you got a willing mind a willing heart he counts that mm-hmm. Amen. if you're absolutely unable and you can't do one thing and you're barely doing what you can to exist but you got a willing mind and a willing heart and you'd so much love to and you can't hardly stand it because you're not able to God honors that Amen. but when you're hoarding it up and keeping it and cheating and everything else I'm going to tell you it's going to be like the unfaithful steward and all the while, human, oh, we want much, God. Give us much, Lord. We can't wait for the blessings. What are you doing? What are you doing? I want to open the altars. Open the time of prayer, actually. I believe it's like the scripture. I believe we can all kick our own shins. We've been on toes for a while. We might as well start shin kicking now. And admit that we fail greatly. That all have sinned and come short yeah. of the glory of God. So, I hope you take this today. Yeah. It's uh, it may not seem like it, but it's brought Holy Spirit brought it to be an edifier, to be an encourager, not a whipper or a punisher, but an encourager to draw you into the fantastic arena. Of acts yeah. and works 
being the very thing God has purposed you to be. Yeah. Altars are open. If you're here today, you've never met Jesus ever in your life, I'm going to ask you to come. I or someone else will definitely be here to pray with you. If you need prayer this morning for whatever reason, we'll pray for you. I'll leave you with this today. As these continue to pray, I ask you to please do so there in the pews. Pray for them. Lord, we come this morning and we take this word to heart. It's already been declared. We believe it. We believe your word's real. We believe it's true. We've expressed that. Forgive us, first of all, where we fail so much. Where I have failed. And I leave every other one to their own repentance and their own confession. Lord, help us to do more and to do better from this point forward. Because there's not a shortage of hurting people, God. You know that. There's misery everywhere. There's pain everywhere. There's people that need Jesus so desperately everywhere. And they need to see the kindness and the compassion and the mercy that your word so illustriously brings forth that God, if we would only do so, how it would make such a difference. Stir us, Lord. Prompt us to take that phone and dial that number and call that person who needs encouragement, who needs prayer, who needs to know that somebody loves them and cares about them. And Lord, to reach into our pockets and not be so selfish and stingy to pull out that bill or those bills, whatever it is, and make a difference in somebody's day. Maybe it will short us. Maybe that was the money we'd set aside for our special need. And God convict us. I just pray convict us. Lord, to be about your work, the truth of your work, to apply your word into our daily living. And God, I know in the end, we're going to reap what we sow. And if we've sowed much, we're going to reap much. In Jesus' name. you leave it up to somebody else when you know there's a need. Again, that's encouragement. It's not sternness. Pure encouragement. Because you're going to be blessed when you do. Praise the Lord. Continue to pray. We're going to go ahead and dismiss. Great to see everybody this morning. Take this and go with it is my prayer. Yeah. God bless. You got to praise for the Lord as we to dismiss. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Praise Jesus Christ. will be one God on earth as it is in heaven. Amen. We're just going to dismiss you in fellowship. Hope to see you back tonight. Praise the Lord. We're going to have another good time. So go your way and be godly out there and cast your love out and sow it everywhere you go.